1: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I don't care. Bring on the ice pellets, the freezing rain, all the slush and the slop. It's still a darn fine, good and great day for talk radio. And always made the better when our friend Mark Stein joins us, as he does on the line. The international bestselling author and host of The Mark Stein Show is once again on The Oakley Show. Hello, Mark. Hey John,
0: good to be with you.
1: Marcus, uh, I know uh, where you reside now in uh, the Bucolic Hills of New England, uh, but you've been following this uh, SNC-Lavalin scandal that's roiling the liberal <laughs> government here in your former province of Quebec?
0: <laughs> well, uh, I was I was interested in it because uh, Gerald Butts is always extremely unpleasant to me on uh, Twitter. And Facebook and that kind of thing, and I've no idea uh, what I did to uh, upset him. But it's,
1: uh, you drew a breath, <laughs> uh, and
0: uh, and so of course I rejoiced in his downfall while not uh, buying the official explanation for it. And it, and it's it's interesting to me because Justin uh, and and obviously uh, Jerry Butts was uh, a big part of that. I mean I I'm amazed. Uh, that uh, he came to prominence from writing uh, Justin's speech at his dad's funeral because that's normally the sort of th- heartfelt thing that a grieving family member just uh, stands up and, uh, and does for himself. He doesn't usually run it by the focus groups and all the rest of it. It's slightly bizarre, that. Um, but the idea that this uh, new, idealistic, beautiful 12-year-old prime minister uh, is mired in just the usual uh, crony corporatist uh, Quebec scandals, as if he were no different from uh, Monsieur Chrétien, is uh, rather hilarious. I
1: think. Well, and I know you've got uh, a nose for scandals, having gone back to the Profumo scandal in the UK, Gerda Munzinger, the Duffy <laughs> affair ad scam. <laughs> you,
0: you well, look, look, steady, steady on. I, I'm all for historical <laughs> comparisons. Uh, After John Profumo resigned as Her uh, Majesty's Minister of War, he disappeared into the east end of London to do good works among the poor for the next... Uh, half century. Mm. And I don't know what Jerry Butts is planning, but it isn't that. He's not going to be disappearing to do good works among the poor for the next half century. So
1: no Albert Schweitzer Memorial Award forthcoming? for Okay, Joe. No, no, no. But but, but, insofar the scope and scale of this thing, it's not yet fully played out. But uh, do you think this one could be fatal to the Liberals?
0: Well, I think the thing is, uh, I mean, it's a a very basic question. Did he resign uh, for something we already know about, or did he resign because of something we don't yet know about? And I think the answer to that is fairly obvious, and I don't think the second most powerful man in the country would have fallen on his sword if it wasn't uh, to protect the most powerful man in the country. And I I, I really... Uh, it's, it, it's really one of the most unattractive features about... Uh, Canadian public life, which is the, the um, intersection between uh, Quebec corruption and the federal liberal party. I mean, it's quite—do you remember that was uh, uh, the U.S. ambassador to Canada? He was uh, in an elevator with Chrétien at, uh, in Ottawa somewhere— And Chrétien was with his daughter, France, uh, who's married uh, to uh, Monsieur Desmarais' uh, son. Mm. And uh, and the U.S. ambassador goes, uh, Oh, France certainly married well and Chrétien goes uh, no andre married well and it's like uh, it's like some creepy arranged marriage <laughs> scene in some bbc costume drama from medieval europe this this is the uh, just if you recall when uh, they got to afghanistan they found that uh, mullah omar's daughter had married uh, osama bin laden's daughter and osama bin laden's daughter had married mullah omar had married <laughs> into Mullah Omar's family. Oh. And, and that's, that's the coziness of the Liberal Party and these Quebec corporations. And so it's interesting to me that they didn't just try to ride out the storm here, which uh, suggests at a certain level that whatever it is that is yet to come out isn't just, you know, like the Auberge Grand Mere in Shawinigate or whatever, where uh, Chrétien had just... Uh, uh, sluiced some uh, federal uh, dollars to his buddy to build a, a, a totally incompetent inn. I, there was no. I'd stayed at that inn, and the guy's very nice, but he'd taken all the federal money and done nothing with it. the uh, The clearances at that, like the 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 gap between the door and the toilet, is about like seven inches. It's like nothing in that building is up to code. Because why would it be? He's well, got the money from the prime minister. Uh, so, the question, the,
1: mm, so the question, so the
0: So this is something I think it's bigger than the... the Auberge Grandmare of blessed memory.
1: I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around the Osama Omar uh, nexus. It's kind of like the Uma Oprah thing that Letterman was riffing on about for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like they have their you know the Taliban and Al Qaeda were into the whole "I'm my own grandpa" type scene, and and that's that's true of the Quebec Liberal Party, of the Canadian Liberal Party, and the big Quebec corporations too.
1: So, in other words, what you see this being mainly about, if not in entirely is about pro- protecting a quebec based company well uh, and uh, donor no. to the liberal party
0: yeah uh, it's it's about some it's it's bigger than what i mean they are accused uh, i think the reason for the investigation is that they're supposed to have bribed the libyan government which <laughs> uh, uh, is a uh, is a slightly mind boggling concept, but evidently uh, the Libyan government has uh, higher ethical standards than the average Quebec government, for example. <laughs> uh, so I had uh, because uh, bribing the Libyan government appears to be a crime in Canada, whereas if you were bribing uh, the average Quebec Kem- Quebec government, it wouldn't be. So there's something uh, th- there's something bigger here. This Jerry Butts. Jerry Butts is he's not just the whatever the title is, principal secretary. He's not like Peter White was to Brian Mulrooney. He's it's bigger than that. It's a more important relationship. And uh, and Justin is kind of bereft without the guy. I mean, it's one thing for his eyebrow to fall off when your right hand falls off <laughs> and slides off the cliff into oblivion. Mm. It's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, if you if you look to this guy to write speeches for your father's funeral, um, then, you know, this guy is as plugged into you as anybody is. And he did not resign on a holiday weekend for the reason he gave
1: all right so there are other shoes to drop you think we'll get to the bottom of it or uh, would maybe I'm a less than a assertive or aggressive media just uh, let this one you know they'll rag the puck until it dissipates and dies
0: well what happened uh, one one of I think one of the ways liberals manage scandals well is to make it all too complicated for people to follow uh, and that's what Chrétien did very successfully <laughs> with uh, with so that in the end, I think it was just uh, me and my chums at the National Post who who were excited. Everybody everybody else, their eyes glazed over, and they let him get on with it. And I that's always that's the difficulty. There's something there is something here much bigger uh, than the official scandal. So he's he's. He's getting, I mean, this, this is the way these, uh, I loathe these spinners and consultants and all these kind of, the whole that whole class of person disfigures politics. But this guy is trying to get out ahead of something and what he's trying to get out ahead of is a lot bigger than the uh, leaning on the attorney general.
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see if, in fact, that's uh, true and the allegation is borne out. Again, Mark Stein with us, international best-selling author, host of The Mark Stein Show. Speaking of big uh, money items, this story out of the uh, U.S. where Nicholas Sandman, the uh, 15-year-old cherubic kid, standing there smiling while a native activist is pounding a drum in his face on the mall in Washington last month. Uh, Apparently, the Washington Post with was pretty exuberant about portraying this kid as uh, being a sneering uppity white kid uh, representative of Trump's America you know, a kid of privilege and so on and so forth that comes with a price tag $250 million (laughs) lawsuit you know, and then you know you follow it up too with a story out of Chicago Jussie Smollett, this is the guy who's uh, you know, he's the gay black actor who stars in Empire, some of his uh, scenes have now been cut because it looks like a lot of his story is unraveling uh, amidst the (laughs) Amidst these allegations, but the press was so quick, the media to jump on both stories with this narrative that somehow uh, in Trump's America, this is the kind of thing that happens regularly as a rule. Uh, yeah, What's the whole phenomenon about to you?
0: Well, the, there is a phenomenon of, of fake hate crimes. The, the uh, Jesse Smollett thing uh, is, is a classic. E- everyone believed it, even though it was absurd. Two MAGA guys uh, set out with a rope to go and lynch somebody in the middle of the polar vortex <laughs> in Chicago, the polar <laughs> vortex has descended. They take out bleach, which freezes at uh, I think it's 17 Fahrenheit. Uh, not sure I can quite translate that into Celsius off the top of my head. Mm. <laughs> but, but so uh, that's not going to work either. And it turns out he paid them four grand. The the gay black actor. This is in the most violent city in America. People are being shot all the time. It's not hard to get violently assaulted in Chicago. They do it all week long. Uh, And he's... He's the only guy in town who has to pay a couple of Nigerians uh, four grand to beat him up. Uh, Because actually, uh, you know, they talk about the immigrants. That's the jobs Americans won't do. In Chicago, attacking other Chicagoans is one of the jobs Americans will do. You don't need to import Nigerians and pay them four grand for that. Uh, actually, after this fake hate crime, I'd have beaten him up for 200 bucks tops. <laughs> right.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, that's a snapshot of uh, contemporary America, and which, by the way, seems to be sliding to the left. Bernie Sanders, you know, he raised $330 million on the day he announced yesterday. I guess he's running for president again.
0: <laughs> well, he's, uh, he, I mean, good, good, uh, good luck to him. His trouble is that there's people who are like a quarter his age now. Who he was too successful last time, so the Democrats have adopted all Bernie Sanders' policies, uh, but they've uh, they've located them in more fetching and appealing young persons uh, like uh, Kamala Harris and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So Bernie. Uh, you, you got, you have your moment, and you should never let the moment pass, uh, which he did four years ago, and uh, that's something Jerry Butts could tell him for free. <laughs> you know, when you when your moment comes along, you have to seize it because two, four, seven, nine years down the road, it's not going to be there again.
1: I see. And Jerry Butts has been rather unflattering to you on Twitter. Who knew? Uh, that's quite a... Rev- he might actually borrow from Dennis Miller. I hate you more than books. Uh, one, <laughs> one of his great lines. By the right. way, you and the Miller Man are in a concert in Rochester, I guess, for a lot of folks here in the GTHA. They can get yeah. out there uh, along the I-90, I guess, to Rochester. Yeah, that's March yeah. 1st, right? What's that about?
0: Uh, yeah, Dennis and I are doing uh, doing a show together in uh, Rochester at the Kodak Center. Uh, Friday, March first. That's uh, what is that? That's a convenient seventeen-hour ride down the QEW. It's, sort of, it's It's a stone. It's a mere stone's stone. <laughs> throw.
1: And uh, nice and, of you uh, to encourage the locals.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I must work on that. But actually, I'm, I'm delighted that uh, that the, the, we, we we've apparently been selling quite a a lot of uh, tickets to Ontario listeners. So I, I hope I hope to see a few more. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Rochester, Rochester's not a bad town. It's better than me playing in Buffalo or uh, Tonawanda or <laughs> Lackawanna and asking you to come and see me there. Rochester's actually quite a, quite a nice place. And, uh, you know, you can stop for dinner in Niagara on the lake on the way back or Ooh. whatever, make a lovely, lovely weekend of it.
1: Well, wow, who knew you're doing travelogues now as well? <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can I can do hotel recommendations. Uh don't stay at the Grand Mare in shewinigan though. I mean there's only a six-inch gap between the door and the toilet. Uh so don't go, don't go there. I'm uh, I'm like just typing that in the uh, travelocity review right now. Uh,
1: the guy from Travago never told us about that. All right. Uh straight straight away Mark Stein, all that information and uh some laughs to boot. March one, uh that's a Friday with Dennis Miller in Rochester at the Kodak Theater at 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll remind folks of that again and look forward to speaking to you before then, Mark. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks a lot, John. Always a pleasure. Mark Stein, international best-selling author, host of The Mark Stein Show. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.